our text is not in your bulletin. So let me encourage you to give attention to the reading of God's word. It's from Luke 5, verses 27 through 32. Luke 5, 27 through 32. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, this Advent season, we have been looking at the words of Jesus and why he has told us, specifically in Scripture, why he came on that first Christmas morn. In Luke 5.32, Jesus says this, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, these words of Jesus are given in the context of a party. Levi is a tax collector and a sinner, and he had come to faith in Christ. He'd become a follower of Christ. He is so amazed by Jesus that he throws this monster shindig and he invites all of his friends. He invites Jesus and his disciples, and he even invites the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, who were basically the religious leaders of Israel. Levi, of course, wants his friends to meet Jesus, the man who changed his life. Jesus is at the party, and he's doing what most of us would be doing at a party. He's fellowshipping with these sinners. He's hanging out with them. He's shaking hands with them. He's talking with them. He's engaged with them as people made in the image of our God. Now, you have to understand, that doesn't sound shocking to us today. But in Jesus' day, in the first century, no rabbi would have been caught dead with Levi's friends, that is, with sinners and tax collectors. His behavior was appalling to the average Jewish person of that time period. Tax collectors were despised and hated uh, within Israel. They were often seen, of course, as collaborators with the Romans, and so the average Jewish person wanted nothing to do with them. Now, you have to remember, right, the Pharisees are at this party as well, and they are absolutely appalled by Jesus. They're not eating. They're not socializing with the guest. They are sort of standoffish and judgmental of everyone at that party. Eventually, they say to the disciples of Jesus, but in earshot of Jesus, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Church, the Pharisees didn't completely misdiagnose the problem here. They were correct. The party was full of sinners. You know, a few weeks back, I was visiting my cardiologist over here at Mount Sinai, and I was sitting in an exam room waiting for the doctor to come in, and while I was in my exam room, I began to hear him speaking. He was in another exam room. Welcome to New York City. And I overheard everything he was saying. The patient had, this patient had stopped taking his medication, and his blood pressure was sky high. On top of that, the man had congestive heart failure. The doctor and a patient were arguing, and finally the doctor said, Look, I am the physician, and I'm telling you, if you don't take your medication, you will be in the hospital by the end of the week. The patient kept arguing with the doctor until finally, exasperated, the doctor said, You are a stubborn, stubborn man. 
I can't make you take your medication, but I'm telling you, as your doctor, that you will die soon if you do not take these medications. Like the patient, the Pharisees failed to diagnose themselves correctly. They diagnosed others well, but they didn't diagnose their own heart and who they were. They didn't believe they were sinners. They were blinded by their pride. They were blinded by their arrogance. Church, the biggest difference between the Pharisees and Levi was that Levi understood he was a sinner in need of grace. Do we understand that? That we are sinners in need of grace? Not just for salvation, church, but for daily life. We need the grace of Jesus for us every moment of every day. Jesus, of course, responded to the Pharisee's statement of why do you eat with sinners with it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. And then I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Church, Jesus is telling us at least two things. And if I had more time, we would be looking at a lot more things. But two things he's telling us today that I want you to hear. He says, I've come to invite you on this Christmas. Why am I here? Why have I come? To call you to repentance. To call you to repentance. He says, I've come to invite you to repentance. But what is repentance? Well, let me, let's start with what it's not. Repentance is not simply an apology. I messed up again and then moving on as if nothing ever happened. That kind of repentance doesn't really touch our hearts or our emotions, nor does it really understand our sin or who we've sinned against. At its core, repentance means a change of mind, a change of direction. It means recognizing that we are sinners. It means feeling deep remorse for our sin. It means turning from sin and fleeing to God for forgiveness. I think most of us know this, but sometimes we get stuck. That is, we feel the sting and the shame of our sin, and we repent and we return from it, but we stop there. We go no further. We don't go to the next step, particularly if it's the 50th time you've repented of the same sin. Church, don't just confess and acknowledge your sin and turn from it, but take the next step and go to Jesus. Seek him for his love, for his promises to never leave you or forsake you. And remind yourself that you are saved by grace, by the grace of Jesus, that his mercy covers over our sin. Christ was born to offer us real, deep, significant repentance. The second thing Jesus offers us in this passage is joy. This is seen clearly in Levi's response to Jesus. The man is full of joy. Happiness radiates from him. He is known and he's accepted by Jesus. And that leads him to only one thing, joy. And it leads him to call his friends to know that same joy, to be accepted, to be loved. Christmas brings joy even when sometimes it's hard and difficult. And we know that during this time of the year, it can be hard and difficult. And yet, here we are faced with Jesus coming to bring us joy. So let me encourage you, even in the midst 
of that hardness, of maybe the loneliness, maybe some other issue that's going on with you during the season, to look to Jesus and find your joy in Him and your satisfaction in Him. Because the God of heaven and earth, who came incarnate in Jesus, came as Jesus to invite us into relationship with Himself. As the carol says, Come to Bethlehem and see him whose birth the angels sing. Come, adore on bended knee, Christ the Lord, the newborn King. That is the joy before us and the invitation that Jesus offers you and me.